Now, live from the Blind Ninja Studios in Western Wisconsin, a show with no purpose. Hosted by experts at drinking, and they're almost definitely wearing pants. It's time for the Department of Offense. Welcome to episode 436 of the Perfect Defense. I'm your host, Casey. Joining me as always is Carlos. Are we recording this time? Is it working this time? Yeah, it's it, it, really? it works the first time every time. The third time this time. No, it was the first time. The first time the third time. Uh, no, it was, the, it was the first time the first time. Uh, well, I don't... Depends like, on where you start well, counting I, your you number. Need to stop, your re- you really need to stop gaslighting our listeners there, Carlos. Depends on where you start counting, I guess. Hey, you counted the first time. <laughs> So I was uh, I was thinking as you were uh, monkeying with the the intros after the first my they give second they give two one the, the first time the, the only time we did it <laughs> with uh, trying to get the intros to, to work uh, like remember the old intros where we used to like talk yeah you about, mean the uh, great ones where we, we would have we we had like Schmegma. a audio Dick yeah. cheese ew yes exactly <laughs> exactly we had audio clips from it and I was thinking it's good that we don't have that anymore actually yeah you think so I wasn't being reminiscent of it I was thinking wow it. Because you get people, somebody like listens to the podcast for the first time. They don't know what they're getting into. Well, I mean, and then all of a sudden it set them up. And then thirty seconds in, they like hear it's like, oh, this is not a show for me. Instead, I mean, honestly, like it, it was pretty good. Like instead, now they have to get like maybe as many as five minutes in. I well, I mean, not this episode. We'll see. <laughs> as many as five minutes in to realize like, oh, maybe I don't want to. This wanna, isn't for me. But I'm already listening to it. And it's so like, I suppose. It's like some cost coming up. Right. Uh, we've had this intro since like 2016, I think. No, no. It was a little after. I think it was after. It's past our five-year anniversary. Yeah. It, it was pre-COVID. Yes, it was pre. So we've had it for like I think maybe it was 2018. I don't actually. Hang on, I have it. Uh, I have, do you have it a date called, on it. I do have a date on it. That's um, good because otherwise, how how you know which one it is? 2015. Oh wow. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm surprised that like it, it. I thought it stuck around for longer. The uh, the the. Uh, no, no, we we outgrew that in our uh, our first three years. Apparently. Wow, those were a long three years then. That can't be right. Apparently it's right. <laughs> that's that's surprising, because there's so many more years from 2015 to now, than it was from 2012 to then. I mean, this does say DOO intro 2015. Where did the time go? I I, I don't know. Maybe we're the the fools in the sunk cost fallacy. I think we are. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, yeah, yeah. So uh, before we get too deep here, uh, even though we've already been pretty deep, I want to give a big shout out to our patrons, specifically our Black Belt patrons, Andy Thompson, Bjorn Bjorkson, Hoppenbrad Brewing, Brian Jones, Devin Simpson, and Phil Feldman. If you'd like to become a patron, head over to patreon.com slash studios and become a patron today. Carlos, you were telling me something that Lando told you about our patrons the other day. Do you well, remember what that was? Lando didn't tell me anything about the patrons because like, they didn't throw any balls for or frisbees for him, so he had nothing to do with them. Oh, okay. But uh, our patrons actually... Uh, so t- actually talking about sunken costs, uh, they've invested their money in a sunken boat into beer coin. Mm. They've invested this a lot bit of would money. have been great about three years ago. Uh, well, well, that's the problem actually <laughs> is that they invested into beer coin like about like a, a year ago. They invested into beer coin. Okay, it's not doing great, but it's one of those cases where like if, if more people invest money in it, it might turn around. As a matter of fact, if they invest enough of their own money, maybe that would be enough to turn it around themselves. Carlos, like, off air. Like, this is just between us, not between our listeners. Guys, stop listening. 
do we own beer coin? Oh, no, I, I, I don't invest in uh, digital currency. No, I, I know, but like, did we come up with it or like, or. No, no, somebody else came up with it. That's un- like, uh, unfortunately, why, why, we, we why don't get a cut. Like, why, why, why are we encouraging people to invest oh, in a coin that we don't? I, I haven't finished talking about this coin and the second cost issue. So, right now. Okay, all right, yeah, all right. Let's, so let's, let's get back to the so addressing it's the going people. going so poorly. And, like, maybe part of the issue is the fact that the beard coin, what you do is, like, part of the beard coin is that every time you're investing, like, a, a, a certain amount of it, you also get, like, a can of beer for each certain amount of investment. For every $5 you put in, you get one can of beer. Actually, this sounds like a great idea. Uh, you get a can of beer. Like, not high-quality beer. You just get a can. So, like, basically... So, like, when we went to Bud's. So, so like, a dollar out of your investment is going towards that new can of beer that you get back. I mean, that's honestly more than you get in with most investments. So, the problem is, like, the, these, the people who invested in beer coin have, the, have run into this issue where... Uh, they are basically they have to keep investing it to try to keep it on the keep because if it, you don't see more money going into like a coin people are going to look at the history of this coin and they see like well nobody's investing in it so what ends up the, these people are they're sad and they're drinking their sorrows away with these uh with the beers they get for the beer coins so beer coin is just a bar well, I mean, it's a bar where they get where it's <laughs> it basically is yeah <laughs> <laughs> Beer coin is just a, it's just a bar. And look, no offense to our patrons, but uh, any other listeners that aren't patrons, uh, don't invest in beer coin unless you want to become a black belt patron and get on the ground floor of beer coin. Yeah, or maybe they can invest uh, by if they subscribe to our Patreon, we'll give you some BNS coin. Ooh, BNS coin. You know what's good for? Nothing. Well, I mean, it's good for investing. <laughs> <laughs> you, you get a sense of ownership. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You, you get uh, a sense of ownership. Yeah. If 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 you'd like to become, if you'd like to buy, um, pseudo shares of BNS and get a sense of accomplishment and ownership. Yeah, like those people who bought into the Packers a few years ago. I thought they were owned by the fans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, Not, I don't. I don't think they were actually. Owned no, by no, fans. no, no. That that's 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 the thing. Is the Packers were doing NFTs or uh, oh, oh NFTs? Well, it, it wasn't NFTs, but it was they were basically selling shares of the team to the fans, but they didn't actually. It didn't mean anything. Wait, wasn't that before Bitcoin? Uh huh. They did That's, it first. Wow, brilliant! I know, right? They're just fucking geniuses. The owners just raked it in for that. But yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah, I, that's that's all I got. Yeah, so head over to patreon.com slash blindestudios and become a patron today. Carlos. Yes. What have you been up to, man? Uh, so I started playing some Star Wars Jedi Survivor again. Uh, oh, nice. I booted that up. It's been you a while finish it yet or no? Nope. Uh, so I got past the Darth Vader fight. So Darth oh, Vader nice. shows up in the first one, and it's one of those things where you can't fight him in the first game at all. Mm-hmm. You just, like, the game ends with you running away from Darth Vader. And uh, this Which one, this one, like uh, towards the like, uh, I, like I'm at probably at the three quarter mark of the game, and like I have a lot of exploration I'm gonna still do because I like costumes and stuff like that. Yeah, well, how many ponchos cool. can you get? Well, the poncho you get one set of ponchos, and they're, I, not, they're not very good. The, like, they're, 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 this game went with other things other than ponchos. Well, yeah, the, the ponchos you have is like the default poncho from the first game, and and like the various colors of it instead of like the cool ponchos that the game had later on. But there's a lot of cool outfits, or you could look like Luke Skywalker from multiple f- from uh, oh, not multiple films from the uh, the yellow the yellow uh, uh, jacket 
Yeah. Or the uh, the solid black outfit. Yeah. Weren't you the other day giving Ray shit for having like one outfit, and then we were trying to count how many outfits well, the... Luke Skywalker had, <gasps> and like he had less. No, no, he had more. Oh, okay. No, that, that was the thing. Like, Ray only had one outfit across, and they said that the series, the movie series, was supposed to take across. They kept saying, "What you're saying?" They took across about like five years or something. Yeah, like that. yeah, yeah. But like, she wore the same outfit. No, she. That, that's no, the, she didn't wear the same outfit the, same the outfit. entire. No, it's not the same outfit. It's different. No, it's not because they had because they had to use cuts from the like scenes with her with Leia. And the and the the actress died, so they had to keep the same outfit. Well, yeah, there was the training scenes, but that was like that was different. Like it, that was her training outfit. Is the is the same outfit? The, she just does not change at all. And like Luke Skywalker goes through so many outfits. He goes through his emo phase at the end. He goes through his I'm not going to wear a shirt phase yeah. on Dagobah. Well, he's just in a tank shot. Yeah, tank top. Yeah, uh, and then he the stormtrooper ha- outfit. Well, the storm, that's that a, counts. That, that doesn't count. Uh, yeah, I mean they did. Okay, you're right. They made a toy about it, yeah, so it counts. The toy is like it's just him and there's a stormtrooper body, and they just put his head on, uh-huh. and it's a cool toy. It's a really cool toy. Uh, I think Han Solo has one too. Yep, of yep. course. Um, and Princess Leia has the uh, like I had um, her as the uh, the Bosch. Uh, oh, that's a cool one. Yep. Did it have like a helmet that came yep. on? And off? Yeah, yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. Very cool. It's pretty dope. Yeah, but uh, so I've like Darth Vader fight in that is very difficult. Like I oh died yeah, over, it's super difficult, especially since I came away from the game for a while. So like I'm trying like so there's a lot of the problem is you have to like take it slow, take the fight slow because he uh, Darth Vader attacks really hard, and it's one of those fights where you fight him until like and then there's a cu- get him through a quarter th- way through and then there's a cutscene. And I think, okay, maybe the gate like half. There were so mark. many cutscenes. Then you that. get to the halfway mark, and there's another cutscene, yep. and now he's on fire, and he's not happy. And yep. then there's a three quarter mark uh, cutscene where it flashes, it's similar to how the fight went like with on in the first game, when he comes across uh, the uh, the Jedi Master from the, that was in the first game, mm-hmm. and where she stops him with her with the Force, and like he does this really badass thing where like the, she swings to try to take a swing at him, and like he uses the Force time to stop her his her swing, and then like tries to do something else, and like uh, she man- does like a lightsaber throw and gets out of it, and then uh, it, like eventually like uh, it finishes after the uh, as soon as you get yep. right the best down part the is is every time you die you get to see all those cutscenes over again. Yeah, because it doesn't save at a cutscene. Yeah, you you. you There's you, no checkpoints. At least it lets you skip the cutscenes, and like it lets you get right into the fight. It doesn't. The opening cutscene's gone. They got yes. rid of that. So yeah, but also like, but the, it, I see. I I would have I would have stuck through it more if it had checkpointed at each of the cutscenes, mm-hmm. but it didn't. And so like every time, but at, like other fights in the game, it did. Mm-hmm. It would checkpoint at different points, and like you'd come back in. But the Vader fight, no, you had to like go through the slog. And after I think it was about thirty attempts, I'm like, no, I can't. I'm oh, done. I, I spent like an hour, maybe more, uh, trying to get through that fight. And like, I didn't turn the difficulty down because the way I saw it was, it's to cement in my mind that Darth Vader is not somebody to be trifled with. Yeah, he that needs was already to be cemented. Horrible. He need like he's probably already he's going to be the worst, the hardest fight in the whole game because it's all going to be downhill from there. It was. It was the hardest fight yeah. in the entire game. Uh, so besides, and like I've been enjoying, I'm not quite done with the game, uh, but I'm enjoying my time. Uh, the main character is now in his uh, emo phase right now. Uh, there's a little uh, dark side, like in the when you're going to skill selection stuff like oh, that. Oh yeah, 
and I swapped to the I saw lightsaber styles. I also spent some time like doing the exploration and getting points. I like the the pew slash. Yeah, that's why I, I, I like I didn't have any points in that style, so I fully invested in that tree now. In the, it's uh, it's really nice. Like it it just makes dispatching a lot easier. Oh yeah, like, like the stormtroopers and stuff. Because you can do like a special move where you like go into like a gunslinger pose and then you just wipe out everybody as long as you have a force power for it. And uh, like I've seen like clips of where somebody like takes out like an entire army basically with that ability. It's a good one, uh, but it's also unfortunately hard to do, time it in the middle of a battle when they're shooting at you. Yes, uh, and also did like a, a hard fight where uh, I can't. What's the big creature from Star Wars? The giant, the Rancor, the double Rancor fight in the oh uh, yeah, yep. that was that one's tough. That was harder than the other one. Like, I th- there's another secret one. Fi- there's a secret fight you can get like earlier in the game, and that was difficult. But I was, I had like, I didn't want to change sty- lightsaber style, so I'm stuck with like the lightsaber and the 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 blade, and because the double sided lightsaber, I like. I yeah. have that style, but well, short range. Well, but it like I like the double bladed uh, because like it's easier to like cut through uh, things, and so like I swapped, but the three I swapped like most frequently between was like. Pistol lightsaber, pistol and single lightsaber, um, double bladed, and then uh, like just the two, because like it just it gives you so much da- damage oh, output. Yeah, the, the, just dual wielding is like, but the downside is like when you're doing uh, two of the like fighting two of the big guys, you since they're so big, they eat up too much of your screen, and then they have like a one shot attack on you. Yeah, and yeah, that's... and you just have to dodge, 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 dodge. And you have to. Uh, it was rough. Like Darth Vader also had like a shot, uh, uh, like a grappled move that was like almost one shot you. Yeah, it was kind of bullshit because it has like pretty good tracking on it. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I, I've been enjoying it. I'm, I'll probably be wrapping it up this week, and then uh, I've also been watching some lower decks. I'm halfway through season three. Oh, nice! Uh, having a lot of fun with it. Uh, or no, I wrapped up season three, I think. Yeah, I wrapped up season three, and I'm on season four. Oh, awesome. Yeah, so like, because they had brought in the uh, the Spock, the, not the Spock, the Vulcan for, that was in like the season two finale, I want to say. Uh, she's now like a side character. Are all Vulcans called Spock? Like all, all like Nick Grandmas call anything that plays a video game in Nintendo? <laughs> <laughs> not quite, but yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I've it's a lot of fun i've been enjoying that because it's uh comedic and i get a lot like even though i haven't watched as much star trek like i've seen, like I've seen a lot of the classic yeah. next generation episodes but i get a lot of the references because i spent years listening to podcasts about star trek that makes sense uh and then yeah no that's about it awesome nothing exciting uh let's see uh for me um trying to remember we recorded last week right yeah we had a bunch of people here we did a whole thing um yeah so um let me look at my calendar just to like i know i should like have this so you did some snowboarding thing you like Uh, well i i greased your board yeah i got my board ready for the um i waxed my board so what does that do um well so you wax it so it glides better goes just a little like i always always preferred waiting my board Waiting it, waning, waning. Because you, you then wax make it, it bigger. Yeah, you, you wax it, and sometimes you wax right. it, sometimes you wane it. I, I know exactly what I did this week. Yeah, so I waxed my board. Uh, that took me uh, a couple hours one night. It's it's easy. It's one of those things where you're just like you just kind of get. Surprised it takes a couple go, hours. Well, you. It took me a couple hours because I was tootling around. Is it a yearly thing, or is it like that you're supposed to do? Or you're like, supposed to do it. Um, depends on. It really depends on like how into snowboarding and stuff you are. Like I'm 
pretty new, so I'll probably do it a couple times this season. Mm-hmm. But you're supposed to do it uh, like every every couple of weeks, just to like recoat or like it depends on how much you're snowboarding and what kind of snow you're on. Like they make different waxes for different temperatures and stuff. I just use like an all season wax that's just fine. Like I'm not gonna notice that much. Um, but it also like it lets me t- uh, gives me a chance to like. Tune the metal edges, like make sure that they're sharp and rust free and everything, so they can grip, they can grab the snow and, uh, cause yeah, uh, hills opened last week. I haven't been out yet. I'm hoping to get out tomorrow and Tuesday, or at least one of those days. I'm gonna check tomorrow. It's been warm, but they're like they're blowing snow, so I'm hoping that hills will still be open tomorrow. So we'll, uh, I'll check that out and hopefully get it, be able to get out and not break any bones. Hopefully. That's the that's the goal is to not break any bones. Uh, yeah, so I did that, um, and then we are into December. So I started uh, working on my advent calendar. Um, I picked up a Mobcraft advent calendar, and by picked up, I mean my mom won it at Turkey Bingo, yeah. and it's mine now. Mm-hmm. Um, so actually, that's the beer that we're gonna try tonight is the beer out of the advent oh, calendar cool. uh, day three because December third, um, and then. Uh, book tickets to go to Texas over uh, Thanksgiving, so I'm heading down to the border. And they upgraded you for one of your flights. Yeah, they uh, they like we had a snafu and they upgraded us to first class. I'm not complaining, and I'm like looking at the flight back, and I'm like, man, it's only a hundred bucks each to go up to first class. Like, it's a longer flight. It's it's a three and a half hour flight. I'm like that might be worth it. Yeah, just just a hundred dollars isn't bad for that no. up, that upgrade. No, it's really not. When you're already spending a bunch of money, anyways. Well, yeah, and we'll see how I feel when we're like we're on the way back. Like we're going down, um, like yeah, and you know it's family. And I was like, it could be great. It could be a little rough. We'll see. Um, and then hopefully they have power in Texas. At- well, that's the thing. I'm gonna make sure we bring a coat so we don't <laughs> die. Uh, <laughs> Um, but yeah, uh, other than that, let's see, I went to Sam's Christmas Village on Friday night, uh, it was a little date night that Jacqueline and I did, uh, they have 12 million plus lights up, uh, it was actually really cool, um, they have, uh, like, massive, like, dinosaurs and was the snowmen, there? and I did not see a Grinch, um, there was a tank for some reason, and like so, they had this entire section that was just America, and it had like a giant uh, American flag and like a tank, you know, and an Iwo Jima memorial. You know, that's and... there for the rest of the year <laughs> when they're not Christmas, <laughs> when they're not at Christmas Village. It's just America. Uh, we got some uh, Glühwein, which is the like traditional. Did journey. they did they wrap lights around the the memorial? Yeah, the the memorial was all out of lights. Okay. So it wasn't covered in lights. No, no, it, like the memorial was lights. Oh, it was lights. Oh. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was made out of lights. Oh, I thought like they had like a statue or something. No, no, no. it's it's that you know that that iconic Iwo Jima statue yeah. with like the Marines like putting up the flag. It was that made out of Christmas lights, which made it really weird. Yeah, that is weird. Yeah, yeah, it was this whole thing. It was, it was in the America section with the tank. Was it a real tank or was it a light? Tank? It was a light tank. Okay, it was a giant green light tank and a giant. White American flag. That's less cool now. 
I, I, th- I didn't think it was cool at all. Well, well like I, well, but like I was picturing that they had like an actual tank and an actual. Like, There's like, oh, they they have just a weird America thing there, but no, they did it in lights. Yeah, they, they made they made a whole America section out of lights. Like it doesn't make sense. It would have made sense if it's there for all the year round. It's an actual thing, physical yeah. thing, but no, it's just <laughs> yeah. Um, but you know, it was it was really cool. Uh, it was it was a fun date night. I don't know if I do it again. It's kind of expensive for what it is. Like it's twenty bucks a person and then ten dollars to park. So fifty bucks just to get in the door, and then like ten bucks a drink after that. Mm-hmm. I went and had the uh, had the Hop and Barrel, um, the the Sam's uh, Cookie Lager, uh, or Ale, uh, Sam's Cookie Ale, which is like their beer that's supposed to taste like a sugar cookie. And like when it's cold, it does. When it warms up, it just tastes like a sweet beer with almond extract. Oh, okay. Which I mean, it's it's fine. Drink it fast, and you're good. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It was fun. It was a cute night. Uh, then we came back and we just chilled. Um, oh, I also watched uh, the Artful Dodger on Hulu. That dropped. It was a um, like an eight episode limited series. So what is that? So it's set fifteen years after A Tale of Two Cities, the Dickinson's novel. Okay. Um, after uh, Dodger gets sent to, or uh, Jet Dawkins gets sent to. Australia. I don't know anything about Tilted Cities. <laughs> anyway, basically, uh, well, that's okay. You don't need. We to don't know have. Anything. You don't have to tell me about. Yeah, that, yeah. But... You, you don't need to know anything uh, except that uh, the protagonist of the Artful Dodger is Dodger um, or Jack Dawkins. I who... thought it was going to be about boxing. No, it, he's uh, he's a surgeon in Australia. Um, and then there's like this, this like the governor's daughter wants to be like a surgeon or whatever, but women can't be surgeons, and they have like all this palpable chemistry, and it's like, and she's like super adorable, and this, it's a really fun uh, thing. And then Fagin shows up, and he's like trying to get Dodger back into uh, a life of crime, and he's like, no, I'm a respectable surgeon, but also like surgeon, uh, being a surgeon doesn't pay anything, so he's been playing cards and he got cheated at cards. And uh, he now owes a year's salary to somebody, or they're going to chop off his hand. That's not going to be good for his boxing career. Or his surgery career. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, then anyway, they're never going to get their money back. It's, it's eight episodes on Hulu. It's incredibly cast. The writing is nice and quippy and fun. Um, and yeah, eight 45 minute, 45 minute to an hour episodes. It's a great watch. It's on Hulu. I highly recommend it. Cool. Um, yeah, so I watched that, uh, and then I told Jacqueline about it, and now she wants to watch it, so I've been re-watching it. Uh, sorry, my computer got unplugged. Uh, and then yesterday, uh, we went to a restaurant in the cities. I need to double-check the name. It's a Laotian restaurant. Ooh. Well, that's... I'm new. Um, let's see. It is called, I think it's like Guy, Guy Noy All right. uh, in Minneapolis. Uh, I went with uh, the Herrings, uh, Steve and Joel, and had just an incredible meal. Um, just the food was incredible. They had like sticky rice and like spicy meat, and we Ooh, just kept good. we just kept ordering dishes and dishes, <laughs> and the cocktails were incredible. And yeah, it was awesome. And we just, we ate so much and racked up just one hell of a tab and just had a great time. Um, yeah, I highly recommend it. If you're ever in Minneapolis, go to Guy Noy. 
the food is just fantastic. And like it was it was spicy where like we were all just sweating like because like the food like they're like oh like it's spicy there's like little stars on the menu like oh this food is spicy um and there's nothing we can do about it and we're like okay like I don't know we like spicy food and we get it and we're just like <gasps> and then like we also had like spicy dipping sauce oh fun and we so we were dipping like things in the spicy dip and the the dipping sauce was just like palate strippingly spicy and we're like oh my god but it was also good like, which is good you yeah. don't you don't want only heat. you want some good yeah, flavors with it yeah it was flavor and heat and you're just like oh my god this is so good uh, and then I had leftovers and I uh, took all my leftovers and I made like a fried rice dish for lunch today and oh, it fun. was fantastic um, and then uh, oh uh, my Hintaro game oh yeah uh, came you so, played a game of that right before the sh- show. Yeah, yeah, I posted something on Instagram about it. So Hintaro is the most popular dice game in the galaxy. Um, it's yeah, so it's a Star Wars dice gambling game where you have uh, each player has two dice and there's a um, a gold die that uh, cancels out some values. And so there's like a single like you ante up and there's a single round of bet like you roll. There's a single round of betting. Um, and then there's there's only four valid hands in the game, so you have to create one of those with your and it die. It turns out the first hard step of the game is to actually end up with a hand. Yeah, actually, yeah, because you have to have exactly the right thing. You can't be like off by one. Like it mm-hmm. has to be matched up exactly. Yeah. So so yeah, if uh, you have to have a valid hand, and if nobody has a valid hand, the pot pushes. Mm-hmm. So you just keep adding to the pot, and so we had some pretty big pots between the two of us. Oh yeah, and like I, I think it worked. I think the game would work best with three to four people, because mm-hmm. like otherwise, like uh, you split like splitting the pot doesn't like matter. Like it might you might as well push it at that point. Yeah, but with like three to four people, and if you split the pot pot like that, that means somebody else is not getting a cut of that big yep. pot. Yeah, and it's uh, yeah, it was it was a lot of fun, mm-hmm. uh, and it came in this like really cool like little. Leather roll up, yeah. Shout out, uh, hyperspace props is where I've been buying all of my like Sabak decks and um, stuff like, or and then Hintaro. So check them out; they're awesome. Uh, they also do credits. I haven't uh, pulled the trigger on any credits, but next time I have just a little bit of extra scratch, I kind of want to get like a at least like one Sabak set of like metal credits. Cool. They're like they have some really cool ones. They have like the the Hutchies, uh Wampy. Like um, they have like. A bunch of New Republic, Old Republic. Um, I wonder if Matt could uh, ingra- get some laser engraved stuff. Well, so it's not laser engraved. I think it's cast. Oh, cast. Not- yeah, I think it's metal casting. Oh. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I got to talk. I with guess Matt I don't know. Oh yeah, but yeah, no, it's, it's just really cool, mm-hmm. really cool stuff. Uh, yeah, and that, I guess that brings me to today. That's uh, that's that's where I'm at. Should we try a beer? Yeah, we can try at a beer. Twenty five minutes into the show. Sure. All right. Well, that's good. Like sometimes you never know. Sometimes we just get right into it. Sometimes we're twenty five minutes in, and like now it's beer time. Right. All right. I'm gonna go ahead and pour half of this, and then give you the rest. That's about half. All right. Uh, that's what down the road and to the rest or to the west, right? Yes. From Mobcraft Mob Beer. It is a IPA with. Spruce. Wait, with spruce? Yep. American IPA with spruce. Uh, I'm seeing if they have it on their website. 
but I have it on the untapped. 7% uh, West Coast IPA with Spruce Brewed in collaboration with Moore Brewing Company. Where is Moore Brewing Company out of? Lando found the toilet. You just hear a lapping back there. Well, you know, he's been chewing on something salty for a minute. Um, so Mobcraft Beer is, they're based in Wisconsin. I think they only do collaborations, if I remember right. I'm working on pulling up their website. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to know about. There's Taff Rooms. We love beer. 2011. Okay, so it's the world's first crowdsourced brewery turned... Throwing our fans' ideas into beer. Now we've grown, and you can find our flagships and seasonals at retailers near you. Um, they have tap rooms in Milwaukee, Waterford, Wisconsin, and Woodstock, Illinois. Actually, right now they only have one in Milwaukee. The other two are not open yet. So it's, it's strange. Like, I'm drinking this, and well, you, to get a pine taste, you don't have to add anything for a beer. Like, you can make a, a, an IPA with, like, a pine mm-hmm. taste. But adding spruce... I don't think it adds anything. Like you, you get like a you get a flavor in there. You get like a you get like a spruciness, I guess, to it. Oh wow, that is uh, no, the spruce is very. It's in there. It's very distinct. I, I, I guess I can see why this isn't a Christmas pack. It's like the spruce flavor is separate from the IPA flavor mm-hmm. almost. Like it's more of. Um, like an aroma, like a candle-like aroma, like it's perfumey. It's not. It's not mixed in there. It, I mean, I mean, it's 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 in there as like a separate layer, basically. Yeah. It's not like it, like it's not it doesn't blend with the other flavors. It's like it's almost like oily on the top. Mm-hmm. Like it, so, if I if I look at this beer, like the head dissipated quickly, and there's almost like a like a slickness, like an I'm, oil slick. I will say it's like I licked a Christmas tree. It's very much stick-like. Um, and so if, if you take if you take a sip and then keep your mouth closed and then exhale out of your nose, it really pronounces that. Oh yeah, no, like it's it's a lot like a, a Christmas tree is in the room. Just that that specific needle smell. Wow. Yeah, I don't hate it. Yeah, I, I don't hate it either. I don't love it. I I don't think like like as far as a beer goes, I don't think adding spruce improves upon a beer. But it, it does. It doesn't give, take away from it, though. It it it, it does like match it's like a so theme. It's so fucking separate. If you're trying to it's go for so a, weird. A, if you're trying to go for a theme, it works well with it. This is such a weird beer. I could definitely is there, see is this. Is there anything else written on the can about it? Uh, not really. No. Okay. No, but like. I could see this as like a yearly, uh, like Christmas beer. The the first the uh, five minutes ago. Surprisingly, not that bad. Yeah. Don't buy again. <laughs> <laughs> Untap. That sounds an accurate description. <laughs> so uh, I was at the liquor store, and they had another one of these advent calendars, and I almost bought it. <laughs> and I was like, ah, then we have two. Um, a couple of the, like, so I've, this is the third beer I've had out of here. This is the... The first one I had was amazing. It was the Kolsch. It was fantastic. I'd get another one of those in a heartbeat. The second one was some kind of like fruited thingamabob. Did not enjoy. All right. This one? Eh, well, we'll see where the numbers lie. You want to give me a number on this one? Man, like it, it it's clear. So I got to give them that. It's a clear fucking so, beer. I'm going to give, like, the number I'm going to give this is a weird number. So I'm going to say this is a seven the first time you have it. 
because you, you you you're having a beer. It's you get the spruciness, but like if you had, I don't think you'd ever want it again. I kind of like that reviewer. Like I, I, if you had it again, you wouldn't give it a seven. Yeah, but like for the first time, it's it doesn't take away from the yeah, beer like, enough. I'm not I'm not mad about it, but I don't like it. Yeah. But I don't hate it. It's an interesting thing to try. I'll say that. It's interesting. And that's why it gets a seven. That's why I'm giving it. I'm going to give it a six and a half. Okay. No, I take that back. I'm going to give it a five and a half. Because it's a well-made beer. I don't hate it, but I don't like it. And I wouldn't do it again. Mm -hmm. So, like, yeah. It's above average, which would be five. But not great, so it's not gonna break that six. It's just, it's just okay. Like I always grade on a curve. Yeah, our grading you, system is weird. I know our curve. And it's different every week. Uh huh. Our curve doesn't that doesn't like this one hit a tree. <laughs> <laughs> hit a tree on the way to the glass. It, it hit a spruce tree, <laughs> like real bad. Well, should we uh, move into some discussion topic yeah, stuff? Do you have do, a, do you have a small one you want to talk about, or should we just move into the uh, main no, one? No, no, I don't have a small one. Okay, but I think this will this will, this. Will I, be no, I think I think we can find some things to spin off of this one. All right, so discussion topic today. So I so I did the Harry Potter thing mm-hmm. uh, a couple weeks ago, and during that time, like right before then, I had watched all the movies, and then I've been reading the books, and. Jacqueline has been listening to the books and watching the movies and watching them a bunch. And I'm just like, man, this underage protagonist is getting like a lot of bad advice and a lot of terrible guidance from the adults in his life. Oh, yeah. And then I started thinking about it. I'm like, there's a lot of underage chosen ones in literature, like between like young adult and like oh, yeah. all, all of these like yeah. this child saves the world. And the adults in their life are pretty much two a one, terrible, or dropping balls, or being like literally dropping balls in uh, Wizard's First Rule. Um. <laughs> so that Wizard's First Rule is a little because he's a, I think he's past teenager. I thought he was a teenager. Uh, it's hard to it's hard to tell with that. Wheel of Time is also is is interesting because the show <laughs> they did a show I didn't watch the show but they're the show on adults. Good. Yeah, in the show, like one of them, but they're like children. In one the book. of them had a wa- had a wife that died, and they're children in the books, <laughs> <laughs> which is a strange change because like yeah. like some of the decisions that happen in the books make sense because they're still teenagers. Uh, but yeah, so there's a lot of like cases. Like, so I, let's talk with about Harry Potter first. So Harry Potter has uh, Harry Dumbledore. Potter. And like the uh, worst, the like, worst guardian ever, and a rotating cast of defense arts teachers that, t- you, like, there's a fifty percent chance they want to kill him, uh, more or than a 50, him, no, or, it, no. or torture him. No, there, there is literally only one defense against the dark arts teacher that is but, a good influence in Harry's life. And which one was that one? Lupin. But well, on I, okay, one okay, day okay, of the okay, month, okay. no, three days of the month, he will actually try to kill Harry yes, Potter. Yes, but. Like, has his best interest in heart. Otherwise, you have Professor Quirrell, literally Voldemort. Yeah. You have uh, Gildalore Lockhart. Incompetent. 
who's incompetent and then tries to erase his memory yes. and get it and and murder them both. I don't know if he was going to murder them. He was just going to take credit. Yes. All right. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Tried to erase their memory. Then you have Lupin, who's like mostly on his side, except also a werewolf. Uh, then you have uh, what? Who was it? Uh, oh, Mad Eye Moody, but who is actually Barty Crouch Jr., which was a Death Eater trying to literally kill Harry by transporting him to Voldemort, and almost succeeds. I so I remember I had a oh, I can't remember it was a long time ago. I read a a fanfic about in Harry Potter where it was a really smart Harry Potter, but he <laughs> missed. But this super smart Harry Potter, like this, I don't know why he was clever. For some reason, he was he's supposed clever, to be in Ravenclaw, but he was like an eviler version of Harry Potter too. But he thought that uh, it might have been a. But he thought that Gilderoy Lockhart was everything he said. Like even as smart as he was, he thought that he was Jim, <laughs> and he was. He was he was really sad when Gilderoy like was taken out at the end for some way or another that he was like because he, he thought he was a true hero the whole time. <laughs> what a terrible fucking picture! But uh, yeah, uh, then then you have Professor Umbridge. Oh yeah, which literally hates him because he's torture, he's, tortures tor- him, literally tortures him, and she knows the truth. Yep, she's just horrible. And then you have Professor Snape. Yes, who. Hates him because he's the spawn of his uh, of the woman that he unrequitedly loved, and, and he's never grown up. Snape never never grew up. Grew up. Snape is not a hero, and like they keep trying to paint Snape as a hero, and he's not. No, he's not. Sniffless is the best word for him. Yeah. Um, and then there was no defensive like dark arts in the last book. Like he never left high school. Never did. That's that's the Snape's issue. Like he's still living the high school life. As an adult. In the same fucking high school. Yes. Yeah. But with, like, really bad friends. And he's also stuck there. He can't leave. Nope. As you find out, like, in the books, like, he was like he was forced also to, he had to be there. Although he might have still been a teacher the whole time, I think. He wasn't a teacher the whole time. So he was there by choice, and then he couldn't leave. By... Yeah, no, there was, there was a good 12-year period. Mm-hmm. Like, well, I mean, from when Voldemort went away mm-hmm. to uh, when Voldemort came back. That entire period, Snape did not have to be at the school. Yeah. Did not have to make Harry's life miserable. Also, what Harry, a, what a Harry's horrible... kind of a dumbass. He is dumb, but... I mean, he's also a child, so, like... And, like, the school does nothing about bullying. And, like, there's bullying in schools, like, oh, nowadays, too. I actually too. listened to a really good podcast on that the other day. Oh, yeah? Yeah, uh, it was a, a Behind the Bastards where they were talking about, like, the Lord of Gambling or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um... But they were they did a little bit of a dive into the history of bullying in private schools in England. And it was a major thing and still is a major thing that nobody does anything well, about. I, I know it's also bad with Korean schools, too. Oh, yeah? Well, because like a lot of it is like a lot of the like schools are like really big on their images. So that leads into like uh, bullying and like if they they kind of cover it up well, because they don't want to hit, hurt the school image. Yeah. So apparently, like the prefix system is basically like it's supposed to be like a self-correcting thing with the students. And apparently, the bullying that happens in Harry Potter is light compared to what happens in real life. Oh, well, I mean, that sounds correct because like it was written to match the so like that's accurate. Like, yeah, but it, it was but it was like system. it was like oh actually like that doesn't sound like too bad of a school to go to. Compared to like what the the co-host of that Hogwarts podcast. would have been a nightmare to go to. You're either a bully or you're being bullied. Yeah, even poor Neville Longbottom. 
And the, the last name did him no favors. But they never made fun of his name. Well, no, that would have been rude. Well, because the, all the uh, the pure bloods or whatever like had weird names. They can't yeah. start throwing stones into glass houses. Malfoy. Uh, let's, uh, so th- that's weird. So, and another thing about like, so I had played the Hogwarts Legacy game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't finish it. Oh, yeah. W- uh, yeah. We didn't finish uh, talking about how terrible Dumbledore was. But we'll, we'll do that after. Yeah, yeah. Dumbledore's not the headmaster in this one. But he, so it's weird because it's kind it's, of like. It's black, isn't it? <sighs> it I, I haven't played it, it, it might, but, yeah, I, but I thought yeah, it was it like. It might have been uh, a serious black in, uh, ancestor, ancestor or something. Yeah. Uh, he doesn't. He didn't have like huge influence. He's just a really annoying person. I remember, but it, it's uh, it's weird because you're running around murdering people left and right, not with like dangerous curses, except sometimes with the, the evil curses. And like you don't really, you don't like actually have a race facing repercussions. But you're sent out on, on missions, and you wipe out a whole group of hunting of wizards hunting for magical creatures, and like nobody cares. Like that is. Like Harry Potter didn't kill anybody for a long time, and like like the quibble is like wasn't intentional. I don't think the entire series Harry Potter intentionally killed anybody. Yeah, you're you're right. I don't think uh, he... he did try to cast the killing curse once. Mm-hmm. Um, after Sirius Black died, he he did the Avada Kedavra or Avada Kedavra. Yeah. Um, on uh uh Bellatrix Lestrange, but. Uh, he didn't mean it enough, and so she he basically just gave her a nosebleed. That doesn't make any sense because if you're like that's the thing is like part of go part of going with the teenagers is like you have your emotions are high, so you at, are running high at all times, and on top of that, yeah, you're but he was too good really of not a good person. at. That's dumb. I yeah, you're not teenagers wrong. should be the best at casting about a cadaver because they don't have to, any sort of long term understanding. <laughs> Like, it should be harder for adults. <laughs> toddlers are the best at it. <laughs> That's why toddlers don't get wands. I want a cookie! I want a cadaver! Accent, ex- accidental magic uh, killing everybody around them. So blowing up aunts is blowing up aunts. Yeah. Yeah, so that's that's one example. I'm trying... What, what's another... Ex- so... I guess like Hunger Games, that Hunger Games is different because they're kind of in a post post apocalyptic uh, yeah. scenario. Uh, no, all right. So look at uh, Percy Jackson, the Percy Jackson series, where you have demigods mm-hmm. who uh, go to Camp Half Blood and are trained in all these things, but like they're sent off on these incredibly dangerous quests by and there's so mythical ma- creatures. Well, there's so many demigods. So many. They're like you have to think they keep the, the show, this uh, this camp running year after year, and they're all a whole bunch of demigods are the same age. That means year after year, there's so many demigods. Also, like the gods apparently haven't heard of condoms. I guess. They're like, well, like I'm a god, and like it just doesn't feel as good. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's. <laughs> Like that's a case like like where the uh, the children have to solve the issue because like the well, well granted, I guess like in Athena's case maybe she's just thinking too hard all the time well, and just keeps like spawning children. Well, the problem is also like the Greek gods are not good at anything. They mm. they're never good at stuff. No, they're so, fucking terrible. So it makes sense in that case. That's the one case where it makes sense where the children have to solve it because the Greek gods are <laughs> yeah, not going to succeed. But you have you have like the leader of the camp with his Chiron, right? Uh, no, not Kyron. Um, the who's the leader? the centaur guy? The centaur. Yeah. Um, I can't remember his name. Camp 
uh, half blood. Which in most in most fantasy things, half blood is a slur, and in this one, it's like no, that's the camp yeah. we go to. Uh, oh, Dionysus is in charge of the camp. Wait, that, Dionysus is the yeah, goddess yeah. church? And, and uh, Chiron the centaur. So you know there's some under, a lot of underage drinking going on, right? Oh, God. Yeah, they call him Mr. D. Yeah, yeah. That's no, not, that's not, you should probably just call him Dionysus. <laughs> they call him Mr. D. Um, all right, yeah. So terrible, like, instructorship there. Um, Artemis Fowl. So that that's a weird one. Like I, I remember, I read like seven of the books or six of the books. There's six or seven. Maybe. Oh, there's way more than that now. No, sure. there's not. Really? I think um, the last one was like the Infinity Cube. Because uh, I, I read up to the the one where like oh he, I'm sorry uh, the Atlantis uh, one uh, came out in 2010. Oh really? Yep. So there's one. Did two, the author three, die? Four, five, what six, happened? Seven. No, he finished the series. Oh, I, so I did not read that one. Maybe I stopped at, So I stopped at the one where Artemis Fowl became a teenager for a little while and then, like, reverted back to being a kid because he's a kid the whole time, not even a teenager, a kid. Uh, that That's the, the Last Guardian is... Okay, so Artemis Fowl and the Last Guardian is the last book. It was uh, 2012. Um, and that's the one uh, where there's a... Opal Kobe comes back. Opens a portal on the foul, foul estate uh, in which dwells the spirits of fairy soldiers, the last victims of the Battle of uh, Talite, the final blow in a war that sent fairy people underground. Artemis, after his last session of being cured of Atlantis Complex, rushes to stop her along with Holly Short and Butler. So Atlantis Complex is the one where he uh, loses his brain, I think. Okay. So it was probably the one before that where he like grows up a bit by mm-hmm. magic. And Holly gets de-aged a bit so they can have, like, a romance and then take that away again because he's a fucking kid. Yes. Uh, it's That's a weird case where they make a, a kid that is, like, absolutely brilliant, the whole like, a, a complete genius, mm-hmm. and is, like, obsessed with fairies and thinks that they're real. And it turns and, out he's true. Well, and he's, and he's right. Uh, but he has zero adult supervision except for Butler, his bodyguard, who... Should be discouraging a lot of this shit. But he has, like, he has even less of a say than Alfred. And uh, Oh, absolutely. It's like if uh, Bruce Wayne, as a child, went off the rails, thought that, like, like fairies were real, and then it turns out he was right. And Alfred cannot stop this. And had a penchant for evil. Yeah, because for reasons. Well, also, he came from a criminal family. So, like, because yeah. his dad was a criminal, yeah. his, like... His grandfather was a criminal. Though his dad was trying to go um, legitimate by selling cola to the Russians across the Bay of Cola, which was a whole thing. Yeah. Um, and then uh, gets kidnapped. Mm-hmm. But then isn't. But he uh, he thinks his dad is not dead. It's a whole thing. His mom goes batty. Um, and Artemis is the only uh, human to ever separate a fairy from its gold. Yeah. Or I guess a leprechaun from its gold because leprechaun. It's like uh, I don't know if you haven't so, read Artemis Fowl, read it because it's honestly or, really or well don't, done. Because he, uh, I remember I had fun reading it, but it was one of, like Artemis Fowl. He, the like, there is nobody giving him oversight. I guess that's the thing. Like, he has no oversight. He, he has, has no oversight. like. There is nobody to say to tell him like. Also, he is kind of the antagonist of the book. Yes. So I guess like it doesn't He's really the fit our antagonist. thing. Yeah. It's just that sometimes there are other people that are also evil. Yes. And mulch diggums. 
the best character. Where like he what eats he he, he tunnels a, a dwarf that tunnels by eating the dirt. Well, yeah. So dwarves in this world, they they uh, they chew up dirt and then they poop it out like incredibly fast. It just goes straight. It has like through. a butt flap on the back. Yep. And they take uh, and like the bubbles get caught and they do a thing and if they don't drink any water they can suction. And they're great. Like. So yeah, there's there's another example. There's, I'm trying to think of like just like YA so series. Yeah, um, there's so many. Like the, I will say, the, the interesting thing about Harry Potter is that you at least at least the character ages up throughout it, even if that doesn't. Yeah, turn but out, Dumbledore it, it is so like so. If 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 you look at Dumbledore through the books, um, like the first the first book, poor communication kills is what well, I'll say. Yeah. So the first so you you have Dumbledore in book one mm-hmm. where. Harry and the kids never bring anything up to a teacher because they rightfully think it all sounds absurd. But also, Dumbledore is hiding things in the like dangerous objects in the school. Yes. Um, and then like people are murdering unicorns and nobody gives a shit, which is apparently a big deal in the first book. Yeah. And then the second book, there's the Chamber of Secrets thing, and like Dumbledore's doing stuff and not like interacting with Harry, right? Which makes sense because he's a child. But then you have all right, so he solves that problem, and then the third book, they get to the end of the book, and well, first of all, they've given Hermione a time machine, yeah, to go to more classes instead of doing the reasonable thing and telling her, hey, like I understand Lay that off. you that, that you want to take all these things, but you don't have enough time in the day. And just because we can invent more fucking time in the day, like no, you, you it's not healthy. For this you. isn't healthy. Like it's yeah, it, it, <laughs> there's a massive thing there with McGonagall who had to sign off on this. There is no psychiatry in the <laughs> in the wizard world. But then they've never the, heard of that magic. The the end of the book, the first time Dumbledore talks to Harry directly, he's uh he's like, yeah, there's this whole thing with Sirius Black and all that, but like. Uh, maybe if you guys just time travel really quick, you guys can save him and a hippogriff and break so many wizarding laws in, in, in the way. And then we get to the fourth book. Oh yeah, time travel is fine as long as you don't see the outcome. As long as you don't see the original outcome, you can just ignore it. Right. And then we get to the fourth book where Dumbledore forces Harry to compete in the Triwizard Tournament for reasons. Because you have to by wizard law, I guess. Well, yeah, but like they never say what the actual consequence is of not doing that. Like all somebody had to do was look at the rules and say, "Well, it says three wizards here. We can't have four wizards doing this." <laughs> it's it's right in the fucking name. We get we have our loophole. Wizard Harry, you don't have to compete. Yep. And then like and then Harry like ends up going and facing Voldemort. Like whatever. Like that. Not necessarily Dumbledore's fault, but Dumbledore could have stopped to it. And then we get to Dumbledore being actively bad. Well, and like the gov- like the wizarding government also like covering up shit because like they don't want to either appear as incompetent or also like uh, don't believe it. Yeah. Like-, like we get we get to Dumbledore being actively incompetent. Uh, as soon as Ad- every adult is incompetent in the whole series, right? So we we get we get we get to uh, order the phoenix, and Dumbledore refuses to d- talk to, look at, or tell Harry anything because he's afraid Dumble or uh, Voldemort is reading his mind. But they still allow him into the secret location of the Order of the Phoenix. 
And also, uh, and then forces like him to become more vulnerable by like having Snape try to teach him something and when Snape... he knows that Snape is the fucking worst. Yes, like they should have just brought in an outside person to teach him. Like Jesus Christ. Um, and then we get to the next book where Dumbledore is actively bringing Harry along on terrifying journeys to find Horcruxes. But not, still not letting him know the entire fucking plan, which is for him to be murdered at the end because he's a Horcrux. Yeah. Oh, Harry, well, Dumbledore's dumb, so he he, uh, he so probably fi- he probably figured it it'll work itself out at the end, anyways. <laughs> He'll die. <laughs> I'll already be dead, anyways. It's fine. <laughs> I plan to die before this, so I don't have to face any repercussions. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to show up in the afterlife to guide him through Platform Nine. If and three I quarters. survive this, I would be in so much trouble. <laughs> <laughs> but I have the Elder One. Dooper dooper doo. Let me shove it up my ass and do Wingardium Leviosa. Uh, I'm trying to think about, like, there's a lot of, like, various, like, young adult, like, TV shows. Also. Oh, let's talk about Sabrina the Teenage Witch and how well, she should have had way more adult supervision. She did. It's, she she did. could not learn a lesson to save her life. That's not the Quizmaster's fault, damn it. Then, but, like, that's a little bit different because, like... Uh, because that, because that's a little bit different. Because that's a full on like a sitcom version of like a. So like there, there. But it was, no, it was no a, it, but it was a mystical character. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but the, uh, where like, but where the character cannot grow because they have to keep the show going. <laughs> so you have a case where like it's contra- It's ridiculous yep. how much they can't learn. Well, and there, like, and then you have like the book slash series that lampoons this. Um, which is a series of unfortunate events where the children are ultra competent and all even of the, the baby, even the baby like is incredibly competent and all of the adults around them are actively incompetent. Yes. Which is fantastic. But like it, like it just, it just shows this so much. So you're just like, ah, shit. Yeah. Or like, I guess there's Narnia too. Like where like all the adults, like, these kids are getting become the rulers of Narnia because, and like, it's because, like, none of the adults in the situation. But they, so, but they become adults. So, in the, in the first Narnia book, right, they stay in Narnia for years and years and years. Well, and years. yeah, no, but become they become adults. They were made rulers when they were children, though. Yes. But then they become adults and then they become children again when they leave. Yeah. So, after that point, it makes sense for them to be competent. No. After that. But also. That's like a really fucked up thing because yeah. they left in the middle of World War Two. Yeah, and then came back, and it was still World War Two. But now they've like they've seen shit. Yeah, which I guess could be just an allegory of like children growing up during wartime. But did you? So the one I liked was uh, well, there's a couple. There were some fun ones in there. Like I remember Horse and His Boy was I enjoyed that one where that was like a one kind of basically a one off took taking place in the middle of some stuff. Yeah, and it's just a horse, a kid running away. And their adventures. Yep. And then there was also uh, there was the the Prince Caspian one. Uh, Don Treader was fun because that was that was a case that was where, on the boat, right? Because it were, were the one. To, so it's it's a weird case where they're talking about like the Edmund character is uh, is treated as horrible, but he's the only one who's an actual kid. Meanwhile, his cousin was a fucking king for a while, and it's. And like so, like the brother, the cousin has no as like is it's obvious, and it's just like it's a shitty kid. Yeah, 
until he grows up and is actually ends up being a good character because of character development. I will say that did a good job of like character development in that yeah. story by traumatizing a child horribly. Right. And well, torturing him. I mean, it's it's a biblical allegory. What do you want from it? And then uh, I did like uh, Magician's Nephew. That's the one that like sticks that, in my That head was the anymore. one that like started the whole thing. Yeah, right? it's a prequel. Yeah. It was written as a prequel. And where like it's magic rings teleporting you and like there's a point in like where there's like you find out there's like infinite worlds. And like you find out like the how the witch ended up in Narnia, stuff like that. Yeah. And they end up in the beginning, actual beginning of the world. But like that's a case where like every adult in that is incompetent, completely or incompetent, or absolutely evil. So. Yeah. Man, there's just a lot of like really shitty adults. Yeah. It's like maybe adults don't know things. Like it's, that was the interesting thing about like. The, Narnia was kind of hit or miss. Like you have both, both adults are useless and incompetent, or the chi- children aren't actually uh, aren't actually children. They're actually adults in a child's body, right? Or they're now teenagers, like Edmund later. Well, adventures. and then you have a lion who's actual god, so and can't be bothered to fix stuff. Like, like actual except, god, like he has to be. A, he's the uh, Deus Ex Machina to solve everything. Shows up at the end. Um, what was it? Was like the final one. I remember, what it was called where the you last had, battle. The last battle where like the they had like the lion skin that. Which apparently there's other lions. The, the, oh, the donkey in the lion skin. Yep. Yeah. So like somebody skinned a lion, put it on a donkey, and, t- t- and he and he was the antichrist. And I was like, that's a little on the nose, guys. Like the t- entire book was like all like the reason all the children show up is because they died in a train crash. Yes. Except Lucy, I guess Lucy gets to be horrible in the real world still, or is it Lucy or is it the other? It was the oldest uh, girl. one? Of, yeah, one of them didn't die in the train crash, and that's because she's horrible, and they let you know that she's horrible. Yeah, because she decides she, to like she's gonna go to she, hell because she, she decided to give up on Narnia because and believe not believe that Narnia happened because yep. she probably went to see a therapist. Yeah, because <laughs> like happened. the shit didn't fucking happen. Yeah. Yeah, that's a weird one. Like that one's bonkers, man. I'm trying to think of like I like I know I've read a bunch of these. Like, well, there, there's also cases like in comics, like where like where uh, Peter Parker, like depend, normally like he's like a, a teenager, but like I remember like but he's also like basically always it's like he's has to save the day, but he's also a fucking teenager. He's a child. And it gets worse with... And these adults keep throwing things at him. And, like, Miles Morales, like, in the comics, when he became Spider-Man, he was, like, 14. Yeah. Which is wild. And his dad's a... Or his uncle's a villain. Great. With great power comes great responsibility. Well, I think you can wait till adulthood hits. Right? Like, Jesus Christ. Like, you guys keep thrusting these things. Like, and, like, I know it's, like, I, I know there's a reason, like, because... Well, because like comic, like, it, it sells. It yeah. sells to kids, with right? All, with all the use of young. But if you look books. at it with like a critical eye, you're like, "That's pretty fucked up." You're, you're a child. Like the X Men started out as children, child st- soldiers. Yeah, we mean started out as well because they well, maintained being child. Well, soldiers. yeah, as they recruited younger, more younger X Men <laughs> as, as they grew up. Like it's literally the school for gifted children. Yeah, children, yeah. gifted. Chill, like it's not Xavier a, is a mon. Like Magneto's right, Xavier's a monster. Well, I mean, Magneto has has other views. Okay, that I mean, great. like yeah, okay, like, he's a little Nazi esque in his in his thing in his thinking. But 
Like, I'm just, I'm just saying, like, Xavier's not all puppies. Yeah. No, absolutely. He's not good. Yeah. No, there's, it's, I like it makes sense. Like they, you have these uh, teen heroes because that's what like that's what you have a bunch of teenagers that want to like see teen heroes, and I understand that. But it's just sometimes you you it's you get you see utter incompetence oh, to God. justify it's it. Just, like the adults are just the worst. Can you think of a case where like it's a, a teen, who, like a hero or whatever reason, and but like it's not incompetent adults? Yeah. Luke Skywalker. I just want to go to Tashi and pick up some power converters. How old was he? Like, I always assumed he was like 19 or 20 when that uh, movie happens. I mean, yeah, I think he was like 20. But, like, I mean, Uncle Owen was not incompetent. He was like, no, fucking, you're going to stay here and you're going to work on the farm, damn it. And he wasn't great either. Like, there's a there's a lot of things that could have been solved by, like, somebody communicating. Look, that was actually the case where, like, where the, uh, the, where any mentor or uh, parent figure could have done some communication with Luke Skywalker, and maybe some things would have gone better. Apparently, Luke, uh, in the final moments of uh, The Force Awakens, Luke was 53 years old. What? Well, he aged like Obi Wan. <laughs> <laughs> he did not age well. <laughs> yeah, apparently they're like, oh yeah, there was only thir- uh, like a Force Awakens ends at uh, thirty-five ABY because Obi Wan did not age it well either. Yeah, so he's like fifty-three. <laughs> God damn it! He did. I I thought he was gonna be like sixty. I thought, of, I thought it was longer than. Was that, that. one of the few lessons Obi Wan transferred? Uh, gave uh, Luke Skywalker was how to age. Just <laughs> You're going to get old really fast. You, you did not age like Yoda, my friend. You did not make it to 900. Like, when 900 years old, you reach. Look as good you are not. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah so that's not a case. Where <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. Where is a good that's mentor. terrible. <laughs> He's 19 in A New Hope. Like, there's probably cases where, so there's also different types of mentors. Like, there's, like, I know on TV tropes, there's a whole bunch. Of, like, there's a type of mentor called, like, the uh, the trickster trickster uh, mentor. Uh, you mean, like, Eobard Thawne and The Flash? Yeah. I, that's and, like, uh, Flash close. Season 1? Let me just pull up a couple examples. Uh, where he's raising The Flash to be The Flash so he can fight The Flash. Okay, I see I, a lot of these... Uh, stories I don't uh, I don't remember I'm trying to scroll uh, so oh Willy Wonka in uh, Charlie and Chocolate Factory incompetent a, a, a trickster uh, but he's uh, like it's a case of a trickster uh, one uh, I guess Dresden Files are the case where he's like more of a tri- trickster mentor he also has some weird ass uh, who is he mentoring doesn't he like mentor like a young uh, a young wizard somebody like ends up being a wizard like but they're like a teenager. And he, like, shortly, there's a short period of time where he mentors them. I mean, maybe. There's so many of those books. I don't. Yeah. I think oh, I Oh, Molly. I, I, think, I can't remember who Molly was. I think was. I only read, like, 20 of them. Yeah, I read up to a certain point. I can't, but, and, and then, then I, was, I was like, I can't. I And I read them all in a row. And I was like, I can't. I can't read any more Dresden. I need a break. Like, I don't even know if I have access to my copies. Because I, I, I used to have, like, books on, like, iTunes. And yeah. then uh, I don't know if they even have those anymore. Um. Yeah, you know he'd be a he'd just the worst mentor would be John Constantine. 
Yeah, but that's because you're going to die. Well, yeah. Everybody John Constantine meets dies, including John Constantine, multiple times. I will say, well, I would say, so Karate Kid, Mr. Miyagi. There's a great mentor. Except for the fact when he, when like, uh, he uh, tells, what, doesn't he tell, does he tell Daniel to do the crane thing? Or I does, think so. Or does he just do the crane thing? Because that's legal in rules. Like, don't it's they, illegal, they, they, yeah. they, they talk about it in the show, like, that he's not, Yeah, not also, like, it. turns out that um, Daniel LaRusso is a piece of shit. Who? Danny. Daniel LaRusso, the, the karate kid. Oh, like he's, he's just a bad person. Like so, in eighties movies, the protagonists are terrible, and the bullies also terrible. Also terrible, but also more understandable if you look at it with a modern. Some case, light. well, like, like we we like I know like there's a I saw the clip where like uh the other the person who's the uh, in the um the who's the the bully in that the first oh movie. uh um. Uh, I can't remember the, the oh actor God. or character's uh, name. Uh, I, shit, it was. It's on the tip of my tongue. Um, in Cobra Kai, it was. Uh, I can't remember who who's the main character in that. Uh, no, not John Kreese, the kid. Uh, yeah, that that uh, Johnny Lawrence. Yeah. So like he has he has his own perspective on it, but it's also a case of like where that's not quite not quite true because he also was like. Bowling him pretty heavy. Oh, he was. But he but had his reasons too. Like he, there was he reasons. Had, he had his reasons, and he was, he he, he was he was a protagonist with a really shitty mentor. Exactly. And so then you have um, a shitty child with a good mentor. Yes. And they come out okay. Like and then yeah, I don't know. It's and then the 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 one of my favorite things about Cobra Kai is that Danny Larusso. Is the one like as an adult who's constantly starting shit with Johnny Lawrence and like starting all the fights because he's like, oh, Johnny Lawrence is just a villain, and every time he shows up, I have to karate kick him in his face. Yeah. And Danny Larusso's life is wife is just like, dude, <laughs> <laughs> that was high school. <laughs> You're a car salesman now. <laughs> like, fucking give it up. Yeah, so maybe like Johnny Lawrence in Cobra Kai. I haven't watched the whole series, but do you think he's a, f- a good mentor? I think he's a flawed mentor mm-hmm. who's trying, and I think John, uh, uh, Danny LaRusso is a shitty mentor. And maybe that's the thing. Maybe what makes the decision is who's the main character. Is the main character the mentor? Then they ha- they, they're probably a little bit better at it. Yeah. If it's from the perspective of the teens or the kids – Everybody is horrible, and you're going to have a horrible time. That could be it, yeah. And you need therapy in the future. Honestly, I think therapy could solve a lot of these problems. Yeah, or communication. Like, any communication. Communication would solve 99% of the. Like, if. That would would ruin all TV plots. If if Dumbledore just communicated, it it would have solved so many problems. Like, uh, he'd probably still be alive. Um, and also if he had told Snape to not take that unbreakable vow, like, yeah, Snape would have died, but Snape was going to die anyway, Mm -hmm. so. Yeah. Also, like, maybe if Snape had gotten therapy, a lot of this would have been solved. Yeah, and maybe if Snape wasn't around kids. Jesus Christ, he was horrible. Oh, yeah, he He should have been been removed. He should have been fired so many times. But, you know, he was, uh. He was was actively unfair. 
fair and not teaching children for years. Like for years, he was a horrible teacher. Worse for toward Terry, but like we see in the books, like he's not good for anybody at all, except for Slytherins. And Dumbledore lets that go because he has full control over uh, over uh, Snape. Yeah, no, no, Dumbledore is like he's he's a bad person. Yes, like he has the Elder Wand for bad reasons, and he's a bad person. Like he's in league with dark wizards his entire life. Mm-hmm. Some of that brushed off on him. God, he's is Dumbledore a Nazi? No, I don't think he's a Nazi. I think he's Nazi adjacent. I feel like he's pretty Nazi adjacent. I think all you can say is uh, Dumbledore purposely did not see the bullying in the school. <laughs> and on that note, <laughs> should we get out of here? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's ah. This one. Is it that one? Oh, the soundboard's all messed up. There we go. No, I hit too many buttons, and uh, it's not multi-threaded. No. It's a whole thing. Like I wrote this a long time ago. A long time ago, and like I've learned so much since then that like I looked at the code the uh, just the other day because I needed to uh, look at like how I was doing um, some like Azure Blob stuff because I was like, oh, I've already written this. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Ooh, we're just gonna forget about that. And it still works, yeah. but it's not great. Also, it's the WinForms app. It's a yeah. whole fucking thing. Well, anyway, uh, besides that weird coding thing that we went on, the, I hope you guys had a good time. Uh, if you have any questions, comments, show ideas, or go ahead, what have you, go ahead and shoot us an email at feedback at blindnessstudios.com. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash blindnessstudios, or follow us on Instagram at blindnessstudios. And, and share with us, share us with uh, some bad mentors and uh, literature that we may have missed. Yeah. And I'll see you guys next week. Bye.